It's time to buy low. It's so high. Walking into week number four. Javante, Eckler, JJ. A lot of you are freaking out about these guys up above. We're either swiping right or we're swiping left. The Fantasy Football Show. It begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Let's start off with my very favorite go-get player heading into week number four. A player I don't think you're going to be able to get anywhere close to today's value walking out of week four. So you strike now or the window's going to close. This guy's offense is on the struggle bus, but they're a very good offense. Potent offense with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. I'm talking about Austin Eckler. I know people are freaking out about him. I know people are worried about his rushing totals. Let's take a look at what he's been doing in week one, two, and three. Austin Eckler running the football 14 times in week one, 2.6 yards per carry, no touchdowns. 14 times again in week number two, 2.8 yards, no touchdowns. Four carries in week number three. Time to panic. I, I agree. Looking at these numbers, they're awful. They're pitiful. But he's getting heavily involved in the passing game. Four receptions, nine, eight. Targets are very high. Game script's been all jacked up. Herbert got hurt in week number two, played hurt in week number three. A lot can be ignored. The struggle bus is real for this team, and I'm not saying that's not a problem. The Chargers certainly have to fix what's going on here in order for for Eckler to get back on track, but I don't see anything wrong with Eckler. When I watch Eckler play, I don't feel like he's lost a step. I don't feel like there's something physically wrong. The fact that he has nine catches in week number two and eight catches in week number three on an offense I believe will bounce back. I've no doubt about that. This right here is just an imbalance of workload to me with an offense that's struggling because the quarterback has been injured in week two and played injured in week number three. I think anybody digging into the numbers and looking at the situation can tell that Eckler's been busy, and I believe they will run him more in week number four on. I do feel that they're going to take a look at what looks broken, and I think anybody with a brain is going to know, hey, the game plan back is to get the football in Austin Eckler's hands. When he scores, we win games. Eckler is Herbert's most trusted option, his best touchdown source, and I think it's probably the best buy low we're going to see all year long because now he's dipping into like late second round equivalent type value if you were to draft today that's his value his fair market value is in the mid to late second round and he's a top five running back yeah i still believe he's a top five running back all it's going to take is one big game i believe that game will be in week four the chargers go to houston and play an 0-2 team an 0-2-1 team morning game eckler likes to wake up early in the morning he likes to stay fluid he's an early riser and he wants to be one of the most dominant players on sunday morning in week four for your team he's just waiting for the call he wants you to trade for him take some initiative and go get your boy top five running back go forward one of the best go get players in fantasy football right now he will double in value from his current value right now walking into week number four austin eckler you are smitty approved you've just been smitty approved Let's drop a sell right now. A guy you should trade right now while you still can. A guy flying high from week number three. A paper tiger go forward. A man no other than Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. Who's sharing the workload with Tony Pollard, the better running back. The quicker, 
more agile, more versatile Tony Pollard is not going away. And I think the problem here is everybody saw Elliott and the Cowboys do kind of well in week number three at the end of the game and kind of ignored how they didn't look great the entire game. Elliott got into the end zone. Elliott broke off a long run. Everything had to go almost perfect for him to salvage the day. And yet people walk out of week number three going, yeah, Smitty, I'm pretty sure Zeke Elliott's going to do it all year long. It's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy that a guy entrenched in a running back by committee with over 1,800 total carries to his name struggled with the knee injury last year. Week three had to go perfect for him to get these numbers, to get 73 yards on his 15 carries, to fall into the end zone. Yeah, he looked explosive on a couple plays. I'm not blind, but he can't keep this up all year and get lucky with the game flow. And if the Cowboys are down a lot, and I do think they will be down a lot the way they're playing, maybe Dak comes back and they turn things around, but Dak looked pretty bad before he got hurt. I don't see a world where Zeke Elliott has a perfect game script and salvages game after game after game with Tony Pollard nipping at his heels. Why are we buying into Zeke Elliott right now. I'm seeing a lot of chatter about Zeke's going to be okay. No, I I don't think he will. Bob, I don't think he will. And if I'm wrong, who cares? If I'm wrong, I'm not wrong. That's me. Because you're selling him high. You're getting into a a player you feel safer. So if it does work out, then you both make out. You and Steve, who you make the trade with, Bob, you're both going to have a positive takeaway from the trade. But if I'm right and Zeke Elliott falls off the face of the earth, either gets hurt because they overwork him or he doesn't get enough touches to be relevant because he's lost a step and he needs more work because he's lost a step to get back to the numbers he needs to earn his value. It ain't going to happen, Bob. It ain't going to happen. Not on my watch. Pollard's the guy to own. Although you got to be cautious with Pollard as well because he and Zeke won't be consistent until one of them falls off. And I'm going to say that Zeke Elliott's got the greater chance of getting hurt, even though either running back could get hurt. He's got the mileage. Injury's a lot more likely, not guaranteed, but a lot more likely for Elliott than it is Pollard. But if Pollard does get into the lineup, he's a top I don't know, six to ten running back. He's a he's a league winner. League winner. Until then, it's hard to know what he's gonna do. I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves, you know, Zeke's still on the field, but if he gets in there, Moon Man City. To the moon. I'm I'm selling high on this this game in week three a game that apparently revived his fantasy football value you can do a two for one right now with zeke where you trade zeke away with the mclaurin go get an aj brown trade zeke away with deontay johnson get an aj brown trade zeke away with a mike thomas and go get maybe a tyreek hill if you dare i trade zeke elliott straight up for damian pierce straight up for Brees hall i throw him into a, a quarterback upgrade situation where i don't love my quarterback but i could upgrade my quarterback i trade him for kyle pitts straight up i throw him into a deal that upgrades me into kyle pitts there's a lot of ways to use zeke elliott but you got to use the value that is sitting right in front of your face right now before it vanishes i i, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way zeke you've done good you've done good for all of us for years and years but you are you're you're smitty disapproved you've just been smitty disapproved at least go forward love you zeke Brees Hall, I'm going to buy because I think he does have potentially that that Jonathan Taylor uh, end of his rookie season. When Jonathan Taylor was doubted, we didn't think he was going to do well. He struggled and then all of a sudden, boom, he started popping off. I think Brees Hall has that kind of upside. I'm selling Fournette any chance I get. I'm buying Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase, who really dropped 
or he didn't drop. He didn't convert on two touchdowns in week one. Still had a touchdown. Should have had three touchdowns in week one. Did the same thing in week three. If he had those touchdowns, what have, should have, could have, I know. But we'd be talking about him being the number one or number two wide receiver right now. Very, very good buy low. He does this. He did this last year. And I know a lot of people said, Smitty, he's going to be inconsistent. You'll see. He kind of has been. But it's been on the offense, not so much on Jamar Chase. But I do believe Jamar Chase bounces back in such a a major way that he's going to be one of the biggest deals in hindsight right now because he's a top five, six, seven overall pick, right? Or he was. And now you can get him kind of like Eckler at the bottom of round two equivalent value if you're talking about trade value relating to what draft value would be right now if you drafted today. I'm all over buying Jamar Chase. I'm buying Javante Williams all day long. There are scenarios where I would sell him if the price was right. If you have if you have shares of Javante all over on like four or five different teams, I'd trade him for an Eckler. If you could give up something small with Javante to get into a safer Eckler, if you had a bunch of Javante shares you wanted to lay off. But in general, I'm buying Javante Williams because if he was a 15 to 18 overall pick on draft day, people are so disappointed. He's probably got almost third or mid third round value equivalent if drafting today. So he's a great buy low. Nick Chubb, I mean, he's a hold for the most part, right? But if you need a change and your team is losing, you're struggling, you're on the struggle bus yourself and you need to do something Look, you can't play for second place. If your team's not winning, if you've been hit by injuries and you need to do something, Nick Chubb can get you the world. So before Bob comes in here and goes, oh, did he just say trade Nick Chubb? You don't trade Nick Chubb. You do, Bob. If you're losing, if you can't win, if you look in the mirror, you walk by the mirror hallway and you say, you filthy animal, what did you do on draft day? And you can't look yourself in the face. Well, then guess what? You might have to trade Nick Chubb for two players. You might have to go get a Tyreek Hill and an additional player. Maybe you get Tyreek Hill and a Brees Hall. Maybe you get Tyreek. Maybe you get Alvin Kamara and an A.J. Brown. You can do a lot of things with Nick Chubb's value right now. So don't think you're too good to trade anybody. CMC's kind of a hold, but I would buy him in the right scenario. Derrick Henry's a big sell for me coming off a pretty decent game that might have got you in a position to sell him again. I do like Aaron Jones. Actually, we should put Aaron Jones on this list. We'll leave him right here and talk about him next. But like Aaron Jones, mediocre week one or bad week one. Oh my God, what's he going to do for me this year? He's garbage. Why don't I waste a pick on Aaron Jones? And in hindsight, I don't love the value that people paid because he could be up and down. But he went from, oh my God, I wasted my value on this guy in week one to, oh my God, he's a top five running back. I knew it in week two and then dropping off again in week number three. And now you don't know where his value is, hence why I'm going to talk about him next. Same thing could happen to Henry. You come out of week number three, he finally scores. You might want to look into selling him because if he drops off again in week four, people won't trust him. They'll have already seen a pattern of him not doing well more than they've seen him do well. No one's going to give you what you could have got if you sold him before week four. And like I always say, even if Henry continues to do well, will you really be wrong? to trade him if you trade into a player that you're buying low like an Eckler and you like that player anyway. You're not wrong even if you're wrong if you make the right trade. It just becomes an even Steven deal if you end up being wrong. But if you're right, you got out of disaster and you won your league. Najee, I'm going to sell. I'd buy in the right circumstance, but at at the same time, it's like his offense concerns me and the injuries concern me, even though 
He doesn't look hampered right now, but will it reemerge? Will the foot reemerge? He got bent back. It looked like he hurt it in week one. And I feel like we're being lied to about everything related to the to the injuries to the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do we not know that he had a Liz Frank injury? We don't know what's true coming out of Pittsburgh. And I just don't feel comfortable with the offense and the injury. I- I'm selling Najee Harris. Aaron Jones, I'll buy at the right price because people are freaking out. Aaron Jones blew up in week two, right? Week three, he didn't. He played Tampa Bay, okay? People are going to freak out about that. Let him. He played Tampa Bay. If they're freaking out, I'll buy. If I can get him at like top of round three type equivalent value or late round two and I'm struggling at running back or you're trying to get out of DeAndre Swift, even though I like DeAndre Swift. In fact, let's put DeAndre on here. We'll put him right here. Talk about him next. But if you're trying to get out of DeAndre Swift, you could trade for an Aaron Jones. But I do buy Mr. DeAndre Swift, especially if people are freaking out. Now, let me let me tell you what you're going to end up seeing if you go out there looking for DeAndre Swift on buy low. Some people People will value him as if he never got hurt and they'll want the world. Some people will trade him for a ham sandwich. I can't know what Bobs are in your league, what grandmas are in your league, or what worried Williams or petrified Peters are in your league. But if a petrified Peter is in your league, you could get Swift for a James Robinson. You can get Swift for an Alave. Not that I don't love Alave or Drake London, or you could trade Zeke Elliott, like I said earlier, for Swift, and you give up something else like a Curtis Samuel. Swift's a good buy low because if Swift does come back to form after the bye week, he's going to sit out week four, probably sit out week five, although things can change, and then he has a bye week in week six, comes back in week seven and tears up the league, you're going to win your league. So he's worth the buy low if you can actually buy him low. Dalvin Cook, uh, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd buy anybody at the right price, but I could only envision him being a sell. He walks into week four with that separated shoulder. The ball and socket is not its not made to fit anymore. The guy tore his labrum, the seal that keeps the ball and socket in place. He's torn that, that labrum up all over. He's going to play with a flat jacket, but that's not going to help him avoid future injury if he gets hit just right. It could be Alexander Madison season before we know it. Get out of Dalvin Cook, especially if you don't have Alexander Madison. And then probably one of my favorite buy lows I left him for last is Alvin Kamara. You can't really sell him high. So he's either a hold or a buy low. And the reason I like Kamara is because now you can buy him with the risk of the offseason stuff packaged in with the injury risk. People are freaking out about Alvin Kamara. One for one, you probably won't get what you want in a trade. How you get Alvin Kamara is you give two players for one. You give a guy like James Robinson and a wide receiver that's popping off for Alvin Kamara and it does something to the mind of the Alvin Kamara owner when they're getting two potential players even if they're not the players that that should be getting Alvin Kamara. One for one, they back off. They're like, big name? No, I gotta get something for Alvin Kamara. I can't just get one guy that's a lesser player. You give somebody two players, all of a sudden they get a little bit more disoriented with the valuation of the trade. The two for one tactic can oftentimes make somebody do an offer they don't want to do and i don't want to hear you in the in the chat or in the comments saying smitty you can't make a deal like you're suggesting for alvin Kamara. i see it all the time on my text line over and over i tell you guys all the time my text line is the best barometer and temperature of what's really going on in the average fantasy football's mind because i get hundreds and hundreds of questions per day that i answer what you can get if you want by going to thefantasyfootballshow.com if you want to get your text advice and get on the text line just visit thefantasyfootballshow.com one-on-one on-demand text device Go get your text device now. But I have so many messages that when I see there's so much power 
in, in massive data. When you can look at a massive amount of people's response and, and reaction, and you can measure that, and you can say, I'm seeing this in frequency here. I'm seeing this in, in multiple. And I'm telling you right now, the trading away of Swift on the cheap, the desire to trade away Javante, the desire to trade away Eckler, and the value that, that my people are, are having to pay or the lack of value to get Eckler and Alvin Kamara. I'm seeing people get Alvin Kamara for dirt cheap, and I'm seeing people ask, what should I do? Should I take James Robinson and a mediocre wide receiver, Smitty? I see it in numbers, in massive numbers. This is one of the best buy lows in fantasy football right now. Again, not one for one, but when you get crafty and you start doing some of the deception tactics, not to try and tell you to go play shady, but it's a negotiation. And if you could give two players for one, don't tell me you haven't accepted an offer you regret accepting the moment you press the button. We all have. And that's the kind of deal you're going to want the other owner to hit when you offer them your two players for their one album Camara. Now go get them. Go play underdog fantasy. Use promo code Smitty. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit and start over. They have a contest called the resurrection, which is basically like you start over. Okay. You start over, you draft your team. It's for week number six on so everything you know now you can apply and and kickstart a new fantasy football like season week number six through 17 so if you're hurting with your teams and you want some other skin in the game the link is in the description promo code smitty and go go do a draft and again get on over to the fantasyfootballshow.com for your one-on-one text device don't forget i'm live every single monday through friday 7 p.m eastern so join me and I'm live whenever news breaks here on the Fantasy Football Show here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash the Fantasy Football Show. Now you can get out of here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty.